I mean, are you talking about the very end? Uh, any scene with Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hi. Hello. <laughs> we are on the morning AM. <laughs> Uh, and for music video since Barrett Share, Jang. Oh, mm. I don't know. I don't know that one. It's getting difficult. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. I might as well just pick one and go with it every single week instead <laughs> of trying to get creative. The struggle is real. Um, we are going to go immediately back into our bracket for oh, the best of the yeah. decade. And uh, we are going to be starting with the North Region uh today what did what was the kind of the feedback you guys got about our our uh, bracket oh man we got a lot of feedback i think the most feedback that i got got a lot on soundcloud saw some on facebook uh but was the twitter post that had the actual bracket itself yeah the, the jpeg or whatever it yeah. is like i'm not a super response twitter guy like you are <laughs> like i've got a decent amount of followers but i never got the responses that i got for this one and they were overall very positive they were like wow the seating's too low for that one or i would have put that in but there's not a lot that people would have said they would have had removed mm -hmm. have you well, noticed that no i've I, what i was going to mention is i've seen plenty of i i wish this movie would have made it or i wish this would have been a different seed but i'm not seeing very much like true anger about it yeah, 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 yeah. because now that this is like the third time we've done a bracket i think the fans have basically understood this is these guys brackets and seatings and picks and yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. it's fun to listen to i saw a lot of unbridled excitement about oh boy i can't wait to dig into this and make my <laughs> yeah. predictions and what you'll choose or i can't believe you made me pick between my two favorite movies in this bracket and yeah 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 so i'm excited i think fans are excited and uh you know maybe a few of them are hard yeah I, uh yeah the uh <laughs> I saw a lot of love for Paddington too. By the way, I know. Uh, I'm glad. You know, like like I said, we saw it on a bunch of like you know top ten of the decade uh, lists and stuff like that. And I wasn't so sure until I actually watched it, and it melted my heart. And it's mm -hmm. fantastic, and I love it. He's so great. Yes, he makes the uniforms pink. I believe that is the only one on this in these brackets that I haven't seen yet. So I will have to make a correction to that uh -huh. once we get to. Um, once we get to it, uh, we will not be getting to it today, though, in the North region. Um, anyway, I'm going to do this randomly. I think usually I go 116, 215, 314. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do this randomly. Do it, baby. All right. So let's go to the seven seed Phantom Thread versus Ooh. the 10 seed Gone Girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I uh, we were just having a conversation, Chris and I, before we started about all the pieces to Gone Girl. I've forgotten a lot of Gone Girl. Mm -hmm. Gone Girl. Mm -hmm. I remember the cool girl speech. Mm -hmm. I remember Ben Affleck being a fucking bozo. Um, I remember <laughs> Emily Rajkowski. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I forget about like the mechanism, like all the other stuff that went into her plan. It wasn't just the you know grab a needle and the the tubing and stuff like that. This is a very smart movie. Um, there's there's some problems with it, like Ben Affleck being a bozo. But this is a really smart movie. I I didn't read the book. Did either of you read the book? Mm -mm. No. I understand the book ended a little differently. Oh yeah. And it's always 
I should just Google it. I'm sure it's out there. I, I don't know what it what would be different about it, but I don't think they end up quote unquote together. They're together at the end of this movie, right? right. They the, reconcile with that whole they, they type of thing. Hate agree yeah, to yeah. stay together. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't really like like each other now. Yeah. It's just that they they stay together. Yeah, yeah. God, she's so good in that scene too. Yeah, she's great in the whole movie. She almost she's better than Affleck is in this movie. I oh, think. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the sticking point for me is just how dumb his character is. That's the that's the fatal flaw for this movie for mm. me. Is is he? Her plan is very intricate. She is very good in this when she needs to act. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her plan requires this guy to be the biggest dumbass in the world. <laughs> well, and also let's not forget the 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 dumbass part where she keeps tons of money in her purse and it falls during miniature golf. <laughs> well, that's weird because I thought that was. <laughs> I Miniature golf. I thought that was intentional because it was so stupid. Like, and like, it's, I mean, not. it's not. It's like, not. No, it's got to be intentional. Yeah, I no, mean, she ran into her own. Fucking- she ran into her own. You know, like uh, fucking uh, assholes that are going to steal the money. <laughs> oh, and they're completely inconsequential characters, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's she's lying low in I think Missouri. Yeah, and uh, and she and uh, they she she. Uh, strikes up a conversation with this girl at the pool and then they start being friends and everything and then i think the the so-called friend is on to her pretty quickly because she talks she talks a little bit different than most country girls do and (laughs) so yeah they they start that friendship and they sort of that's where they start long conning her or whatever and get get that money (laughs) the mini golf yeah mini golf (laughs) fucking money comes up uh and and you know and i don't know the 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 whole thing where she orders all that stuff on the credit card and it's in the fucking barn <laughs> and he never goes into the barn yeah <laughs> i mean there's some things in here that i that do strain credulity but my, yeah. my wife has been missing for days and days i haven't checked the barn yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well not to mention he's got that He's got that. He is such a fucking dumbass. I do like this movie, but like I was watching that scene with Doogie with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, the first one where he goes up and he's like, "Oh yeah, I recognize you from the volunteer thing." And he's super creepy. And he's like, "Yes, I was there." And then he starts talking about like, "How did you know Amy and all that stuff?" And it was like, "We dated for a while." And then Affleck like immediately he's like i'll tell you what she told me she said that you freaked out on her and like contemplated suicide and like flipped out after she broke up with you and he literally neil patrick harris is like you came all the way down here to tell me that (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yeah what the fuck dude (laughs) and then he he just stares at him and neil patrick harris almost does like a jesse plemons from uh, game night (laughs) he just kind of disappears yeah 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 Yeah. it's i you know i'm i'm talking myself in circles in this movie i like it but it's it's just so weird at certain parts it is watchable it is compelling yeah yeah um, it's an interesting matchup. It's going up against the, the Phantom Thread. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, Phantom Thread. Oh, a lot I, of unlikable characters in this bracket. Yeah, <laughs> there. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? They're, I mean, movies are full of unlikable characters. Mm-hmm. You guys like Phantom Thread more than me, but I have still somehow found a way to watch it like four times now. <laughs> hmm. I've only seen it uh, three, I guess, and I think it is super well made and super well acted. But I am so put off by his character. It keeps me from enjoying the film as much as I think you guys do. Like, it really is off. It starts with that fucking breakfast and the scraping of the toast. See. And, like, who gets upset about that? 
Uh, the, the devil. Reynolds Woodcock. Uh, <laughs> you may not have people who actually come out and say that it upsets them. But there are people who it upsets. The scraping it, of the toast? And yeah, it would fucking upset me. So <laughs> I'm the devil. <laughs> no, wait, let's go back. You're saying you're, you're fucking this girl. I would be like, I love fucking this girl, but I hate the fork. But you the- would say it nicer than him. I would. However, we also have to think about this person's station in life. Yes, you're right. I would say it nicer. Or I would try to make it so that she could never scrape a fork. <laughs> um, only but, rubber utensils. Yeah, only rubber utensils from now on. It's environment friendly. Um, but uh, but yeah, you're right. He's not nice at all. He's very he's very pointed and forward and and just you know just says whatever's on his mind and everything. We're getting we're running into this this thing that I'm I'm slowly coming to the realization is becoming a more uh common thing in movies is there any difference between this character in phantom thread and adam sandler's and uncut gems Mm. uh i believe so i believe Mm. so because there's a certain level you're right he is a super super asshole similar to like jk simmons in whiplash to me he's earned more of a right to be that asshole-ish that type of Mm asshole-ish because of you mentioned his station in life, but it's based on the work that he's done, this this standard of excellence that he's gotten to that he expects everybody to live up to. And mm-hmm. if they don't, he has the expense, uh, the, the station in life to be able to dismiss those people, whether they work for him or whether they are in relationship with him. Yeah. You can't mince words when you're in his position. Right. You you and and I think when someone is rich and they're famous for one thing. And they have had this kind of success and they have one yes man. And that's basically what he has. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You become this person who believes that everything you say is right. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do is right. And if someone is, does just the slightest wrong thing, it's going to ruin your whole process. Mm -hmm. You believe anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And got uh, a feedback loop. If you don't have anybody, if you, if he didn't have Alma, if you don't have some sort of, and it's not like she's an opposing force necessarily, mm-hmm. she's a humanizing force, and she does eventually humanize him. I think uh, she, by poisoning have to have him. That. By poisoning him, yeah, but repeatedly. Well, that's we're only just going to do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think his realization that that's what it was, though, I think is a like a landmark change in his life to where he's allowing this woman finally in. Because he's he's allowing this to happen, you know what I mean? Because before he didn't know he was he was accepting her help and everything when he was convalescing, but he didn't know the cause of it. Now he knows the cause. He knows why she did it, and he's still saying, "You know what? I'm down with it." Right? He's still mm-hmm. intentionally eating poison so she can take care of him okay. instead of, instead of just going. I'm going to be nicer to her. Oh, I, I do understand. He could have had the realization I can't call without this the a happy ending. <laughs> I don't want him to have a happy ending. He is proving to her how committed he is to this relationship. Uh, if he just says, you know, baby, I'm never going to hurt you again or something like that, then she may say like, oh, okay, I'm never going to poison you again. But then are, are, are you really going to hold to that? But by him understanding that this is what's happening and him willingly 
ingesting that, I think he's saying to her, this is my commitment. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. It is fucked up, but it's not it's not unusual. It's just an unusual presentation of it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's fucked up in a bad way. I'm saying it's <laughs> fucked up in a good way for the movie, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of those just very unusual uh, relationships that... Mm-hmm we don't typically understand us normal quote unquote people don't understand and everything i agree with that um what do we think of the sister in this movie oh i think she's because she's the yes man you're referring to right but she's also she's also angling in this movie like she's got some status because she is his sister and lives with him oh she's she's, his manager basically right and she's kind of like mooching off his success like she's threatened by Alma, right? Alma, whatever her name she's is. She's threatened by Alma. Yes. Doesn't she to try certain- and get him to d- dump her? Yes. I don't know. I think she's just as discerning as he is, though. Like I think they've she, gotten yeah. to the point where they know each other's thoughts mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, I don't think she's just straight up mooching. I think she's she's clearly got the same eye. She can't do the same thing he does. Okay. But she, I mean, during that measuring scene, she's got she's got everything down and yeah. figures everything. Like this is exactly, you know, oh, you're not going to be right. You're right. not the perfect person, and everything already knows. But she could also be biased too. That's the other thing that's going on here. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I I think she's just as as astute as he is. It's just he doesn't have he she doesn't have that same. Talent. But there's something I think she's about threatened by by yeah. Alma, there's something yeah. about this girl that threatens her. And and ultimately forever changes the dynamic mm-hmm. of that household. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine the sister having the same level of control and power in the business after the end of the movie mm-hmm. that she did in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Um, it's I, I obviously I've watched it four times. There's something very compelling about it. Um, I, the score is maybe the most compelling thing about it. It's the best uh, Johnny Greenwood score I've ever heard, and it's one of the best scores of the decade. I think mm. uh, it's it grows on me. Like it's unsettling in all the right ways, mm-hmm. uh, but it really does enhance each scene more than typical score would. It's because it's got familiar themes. By that I mean it, you almost think that you've heard this before like it's a song that you've heard uh but it's not it's right. like a variation of it and i think that was very deliberate and i love it man that's that's a great score yeah uh, okay so let's vote on this one uh i'll go ahead and i'll say that i like phantom thread way better than gone girl so i'm 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 picking phantom thread here pta versus david fucking fincher this is right? a good way to start off but it's mm-hmm. neither one of them at their peak neither one of their best films correct yeah correct so I'm going to go Phantom Thread myself. I'm going Phantom Thread. Um, I think it's a better made movie, um, yeah. and I don't really want to watch either one of them right now. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to watch Gone Girl again, but, just to point out all the craziness, but also to put all the pieces together. But yeah, I mean, I think Phantom Thread is, what what I want to do more of as I grow older is, is be able to appreciate something uh, even if I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, and, and Phantom Thread is one of those things where I'm not, I, I'm not happy by the end that I took this ride, but I watched art. And I can't deny it. My wife has the exact same opinion of this movie that you do, but does enjoy watching it. Did your wife watch it? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. I figured she would like it just for the Bella pretty, Polk the, type the of pretty thing. dresses. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. probably would. Um, yeah, she probably would. Yeah. But she's got a, uh, my, my wife already has a stack of 30 movies <laughs> I recommended that she needs to get to. So. All right. So Phantom Thread is moving on. Uh, let's see. I'll go ahead and uh, do the two seed Hell or High Water versus the 15 seed Lock. 
oh. and this is this is the right to play phantom thread <laughs> in the next round so uh yeah this is oh. gonna be the tough one um hell or high water is uh is extremely excellent and luck is uh is also very excellent. different movies man They're very different movies yeah so with uh, with luck let's start with luck if that's, if that's all right. yeah man <clears throat> It's really Tom Hardy making this movie work, right? It's only Tom Hardy, right? I, know, I mean, I know that if you if on paper, yes, <laughs> it's him driving, but there there are other components. There's a story here that has been scripted for Tom Hardy to read. There are other vocal performances on the phone he's talking to. There are themes about breakup and doing the right thing, and 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 there are obviously somebody held the camera and took the shots. What is it that makes? A movie about a guy in a car on the phone, so goddamn compelling. Yeah, I don't know. And, <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned the uh, the other vocal performances. I mean, you have Andrew Scott, who's doing a great... I think he's uh, absolutely stellar, because he he's the guy he keeps calling to uh, get him to do all the stuff that he would normally do. Uh, Olivia Coleman, you mm -hmm. have Tom Holland. Oh, I forgot that's his wife, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a... Just a real, a well-rounded out cast doing voices on this and everything, but I think from the minute it starts talking about cement pours and things with a with an intelligence and everything, it's not just it's not just you know ah, we got to do this tomorrow and there's mm -hmm. it, there's detail to it and and he and the detail of it of him trying to get to the you know i need you to go to this guy or i need you to like this guy owes me a favor and yeah. all these different things and 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 it's a desperate situation it's happening tomorrow and uh and and you know the andrew scott character is drunk and, <laughs> and, i've had a, i've had a bit of gin yeah, yeah. um you know it's like you know you need to go down to this place and find these uh i can't remember was it russians or ukrainians or something like that oh, and it's like they owe me a favor they know how to do the they know how to do the work bring them down here pay them a certain <laughs> amount of money and then everything's good and and then the boss i can't remember who's playing the boss in this but the boss is uh uh on his ass about a bunch of stuff and he's got a he's got a personal quandary where he slept with this woman one time yeah. and she's pregnant yeah. and about to deliver and he's got to juggle that with the the stable home family life he's got. Yeah. And he makes the decision at the very beginning of the movie, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Like, yep. this is going to happen, and the rest of the movie is just it playing out how it's going to happen. But it's so... It feels so... I don't know what it is. But it's it's got to be just his, his performance, but it feels so fucking morally earnest. Mm -hmm. Like, I fucked up by sleeping with this woman, but... I'm going to do the right thing and be there during the birth. That's right. that's the least I can do in this situation. Knowing full well it's going to break my family's heart. I'm going to miss this work thing and get in trouble. Like, I fucked up, but now I've decided I'm making the right decisions from here. Is it the right thing to do? He thinks so. Uh, that's a good That's a good point. I mean, yes, you had a relationship, but to my knowledge, he didn't know about this until just recently, right? Right. Yeah, but he's also driven by his father doing the same thing. Oh, that's There's right. There's a lot of scenes where he's talking to his father, quote unquote, and how his father did this and left right. and, and uh, you know, uh, didn't do the right thing, he thought. So he doesn't want to be his dad. I see. I see. Uh, so he's driven by that. Type but that's at the expense of his entire family. He's losing essentially his son and his marriage for I, I don't know i i have a problem with this decision i think interesting um 
Not that I would support, you know, fucking around on your family or anything <laughs> like that. You, you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. I think he believes that he can smooth it over or something, but when, when all the, but he is just breaking this as he's going to the hospital, which yeah. I, again, I do believe it is because he just learns about it and, and he's forced in this situation where he wants to tell his family, but he's also got to go and be there and supportive mm-hmm. and it's impossible with all the stuff that's going on. He can't do it. So that's how the movie sort of frames it where he's, He's got to be on the road to do this, or he's going to miss the birth. Uh, he can't just go to his family and tell them that because that'll be a long thing, and mm. he'll miss the birth. Mm. You know, there's a lot of just different moving parts into that whole decision. Um, and I, I think he's just willing to go with the consequences. Like, look, I did this, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie about it. Ah, God damn, what a good movie! I want to watch this movie right now. I know. I I'm going to say that a lot. I think <laughs> I am too because that's well, and that's I think is the point of these brackets, right? It's just mm. to remind everybody listening. Hey, here's some great movies. Maybe you haven't seen them in a while. Maybe you missed them. Uh, these are the ones we think are the best. But God damn, you had to put it up against Hell or High Water. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, evil laugh there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a card you want to show me about your involuntary laughter? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got, uh, I got yelled at on Twitter for making fun of a uh, mental illness in the Sins video for Joker. Oh, really? Yes, because that's something that we typically do. Right. Yeah. Because that's, that's a real condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we said, uh, here's 30 seconds of him laughing, and that was a sin. I think that's where we went wrong. Okay. Sorry. It's the end of Cinema Sins. <laughs> really? That's where the that's where the that's coming from is the thirty seconds? I'm pretty sure it's either that one or the or the one where he's laughing on stage at the comedy club and we say, Why would they let him keep doing this without pulling him off the stage? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Uh, I don't know, but I don't think we ever made fun of him well, having no, a condition we, where he laughs. We no. didn't. No. Even if he even if that is a real thing, thirty seconds of hearing him laugh is too long. Yeah. yeah um anyway uh on to hell or high water on this thing uh yeah hell or high water is uh is absolutely fantastic and i haven't seen it in forever what's the best part of this movie ben foster chris pine the best actor or the best part part of it like like you can make a decision like you can make a call that Jeff Bridges is the best part of this movie, or his relationship with his partner is the best part uh, of this movie. I would I would say Ben Foster for actor. In yeah, this. yeah. Uh, ben Foster is one of those guys that seems like he's just kind of been lying low for a long time, and mm-hmm. and nobody really gives him the credit that he deserves and everything. He's in a lot of great movies. He's he's a great supporting actor for the most part. And this is one of those where he probably should have gotten nominated for an Oscar. Absolutely, how good he is in this. As far as parts, I think my favorite is him just going out of the restaurant and going to the bank and just <laughs> and just without any warning, just robbing that bank. Yeah. Even though Chris Pine's like, we got to be careful. Yeah. We got to do. You know. yeah, now we got to get another car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, the best part is is that chase at the end, um, and then the just the sort of parallel between Bridges going after Foster and then cutting back to Chris Pine at the casino. Um, I don't know. I just lied. I just lied. My favorite moment in the whole movie is the is that song that runs right before the last heist. Um, I'm not afraid to die. Um, and it's just the brothers horsing around in, in the field oh, yeah, with yeah. their beers yeah, and the yeah. sun's going down. And that's 
the heart of the movie. If we were doing yeah, heart yeah. of the movie, that's it right there. And the movie shows you plenty of ways that these brothers are different people. And and Foster is a maniac, and he's a, a violent criminal. He's already been to jail, and Pine is the guy trying not to turn to a life of crime but has few choices and the fucking bank robbed their mom of the land and that would piss anyone off had he uh started robbing banks at the beginning of the movie or did he get into it with no they his yeah, foster gets out of jail and they conceive of this plan together yeah i got you but he hadn't done anything illegal before then right it's it's presented that way yeah yeah, yeah. That and, is oh go, no, ahead. go ahead. That's a great reveal on this movie too, because we just think it's just your typical heist movie. The through bridges we get to sort of like learn like wow they're they're going after the same branch. Is it branch? The same company, the same bank, yeah. corporation. Yeah, just different branches of different that, right? branches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so like they have to, they're trying to figure out which one he's gonna he's gonna go to next based on the ones that haven't been robbed yet and everything. And uh, and uh, but we don't know exactly why that is for a long time, and then finally they reveal that that's something that I've never seen in a bank robbery movie yeah. before where where the the reason why they're stealing the money is a secret yeah you know it's got a, it's got there's a there's a surprise there's a revenge element to mm -hmm. it more than anything i mean we see things like in oceans 12 and 13 and all <laughs> that where they're i think it's oceans 13 where they're trying to get back at andy garcia yeah. or, they're, or they're uh or they're getting back at al pacino and that yeah one. yeah because he but screwed they're, over no, they're getting Gold. back at uh, andy garcia too yeah. they're working with him quote unquote right. but they fuck him over with the diamonds at the end right right <laughs> uh, i love that scene where they go to the lawyer's office the one that's helping them basically get the land back in time with the stolen money and the guy says watching you guys pay these bastards back with their own money well if that's the most texas thing i've ever seen <laughs> <in my life. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie's also got one of the most unusual endings and beautiful endings i've ever seen yep that you, that conversation you mean yeah the yeah. first time i watched it uh, when that scene was unfolding, I thought, well, this maybe isn't necessary, but it definitely is. And I think it ties everything off at the end. It uh, does, right? I, you don't think that they're going to see each other down the road, right? That's not the impression I get, no. Uh, but there's but there's like a little dangling thread of like, you know, if you fuck up at all, like I'm going to be right. Well, Bridges is retired. So he even says like uh, Chris nuts says uh chris pine pine nuts uh, yeah. he even says i know you're i know you're retired i can shoot you right now if i want mm. oh because uh, he's on his property yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah so i don't get the sense they're gonna run into each other it's more of a i know what you did and you're gonna die knowing that somebody knows what you did he definitely knows what he did but he can't do anything about right. it right because right. ben foster took all of the before he goes there he goes back to the police station and like what about the brother why didn't you follow up with this why didn't you follow up with that uh and he knows it's him but the, the cops can't do anything about it is he a federal marshal is that yeah, i think so yeah he's not yeah. like a like a detective he's no he's a u.s marshal, US marshal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. god damn what good and what, the one when he leaves the restaurant when ben foster leaves the restaurant and robs a bank across the street isn't even the branch of the corporation that they're trying to steal from. There's another thing Chris Pine yells at him for. Like, that's not even that's a West right. Texas whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's Midland. West Midland? Yeah. Midland something. Anyway, he was like, that's not even that bank. Like, <laughs> they don't ever like uh, get violent with any of these heists, right? Oh, no, they do. They beat that. Oh, that's right. Beat yeah, that yeah, dude yeah, in the yeah. face with a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, sh they kill people in the last heist. Oh, that's right. Because Ben Foster starts shooting. That's well, right. actually, a guy was going to shoot 
Chris Pine and Ben Foster's defended him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it all goes off the rails. It does. Oh, and that's what ha- what prompts mm-hmm. the casino and then the the chase. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm. I got to see this movie again. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been it's been a couple of years probably since I've seen it, but I I did. Uh, uh, say this was my favorite movie of uh, 2016. 16. Whenever La La Land came out. Yeah, I did. I did uh, uh, give it that, but I haven't seen it since. So, um, but uh, I know I love it. So anyway, uh, I've seen Locke much, much, uh, much more recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen it fairly frequently? No, I saw it. Uh, think after Jeremy brought it up. And then, because I like ordered the Blu-ray. Yeah, you and I both watched it. Like that was your strongest recommendation, I think, ever. <laughs> and I was, and you and I both, like the next day, watched yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I may, I may have like just went on demand and found it and mm. watched it. But I ordered the Blu-ray, and so it's one of those background movies too. Mm-hmm. Or just pop it in and just have it on. It but, looks so good. And can mm. you imagine it's the same guy that did uh, Serenity? Oh God, yeah, no, I no. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. You know, Serenity was trying something. It was, it was. And I'll end it there. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, what do you guys think? Pick Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. I I think Locke is an A plus, and you should all watch it. But this is no question for me. That's how good Hell or High Water is. Wow. Like Hell or High Water damn near should have been a, a one seed in my mind yeah it was close isn't it a two yeah it was close yeah it was right up there yeah what do you think uh hell or high water yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, it's, sorry, and it's Luke. got it's got one of those like chances to to go pretty far in this oh thing. yeah it, mm-hmm. it's got it's got legs yep and it's gonna go up against phantom thread in the second round uh on to let's do something easy uh, the one seed Mad Max Fury Road versus the 16 seed Sinister. Hey, talk about a movie that I just rewatched recently. Sinister? Uh, no, Fury Road. Oh. I had only seen it the once, uh, right after it came out on Blu-ray. Mm. And I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was, it was genius. And I've seen uh, scenes and stuff like that. But then I watched it all the way through, uh, about a week ago or so. And... <laughs> it's we're gonna get to another one that that has the same effect like gravity like i didn't realize that i was clenching the sides of the couch <laughs> yeah. the entire time mm-hmm. yeah. until god damn what's the first breath that you take in this movie it's after the crash right after furiosa does the whole thing and she gets everybody out and then they figure out who max is and all oh, that yeah. stuff. That's the first breath. And that's like but an hour and 15 minutes. Well, maybe not that. It's like 45 minutes. But in. even in that scene, the, the baddies are, are coming up on him yeah. from not too far away. Yeah. The movie breathes, but only so briefly. <laughs> and it, this is one of those movies. It's a lot like uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. When uh, you just look at the whole scope of it and wonder how the fuck did one person orchestrate this entire ballet of madness like you watch fury road and i mean most of that a lot of that is practical a lot more of it than you probably think i can't imagine how they did that any of that practice and it's one of those things where you see a motorcycle come up in the distance on one shot when you cut to the next shot that motorcycle is going to be exactly where it fucking should be (laughs) the continuity in this movie is 
insane. Like, it only gets better the more I watch it. And we, of course, it's one of our most memorable movie going experiences for Chris and I. This and John Wick 3 are some of the all time best yeah. theater um, experiences ever. Um, we watched it, yeah, at that, whatever the former Grauman's Chinese was. And the thing that you're talking about, Barrett, with the whole like gripping onto something or whatever, that's what I was doing. I was gripping onto the armrest. Yeah. And there's the, you know, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> and all that. And then like the, the sandstorm comes through and, and like finally everything shuts down. And that's when your guy, you go, Oh. Yeah, I know. You just and you've watched it's just this constant <laughs> and all that going on, and the guy playing the flamey guitar, and and, and, uh, and the fact that this is just a ride out and, and a ride, ride back. back. That's it. That's One of the story coming back. Yeah, it's like Locke, only he didn't go back. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but yeah, the, the, it's just one of those, like, I believe, I remember, I could, it could have just been me. Uh, after that scene was over, I heard audible. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Like, uh, and, and, uh, and, and then it, it gets into this strangely, uh, unique feminist thing yep. right after that. It's all the women kicking ass in this movie. I know, and it's Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not Mad Furiosa. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they'd have called it Furiosa, nobody we would have made that big of a deal. But the the Mad Max franchise has cachet, Ma baby. Max is, and he's still important. Say, he's important, but he's almost incidental. Like he's there to support furiosa and the furious females <laughs> furiosa and, the and like and i love nicholas holt's whole like oh, uh, so the, character arc because he just looked like he was going to be one of those war boys the whole mm -hmm. time and he's got the 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 i don't know what they do to themselves before they kill themselves they spray all that shit in their mouth yeah uh but it looks like he's toast and then he actually has an arc and i think it's very cool it is he falls in love that's right, mm -hmm. that's right. um yeah no this movie is just it's, I think it's absurd that he even tried to make it. And then the fact that he made it so well. Um, and he wants to make another one. And uh, I am there for it. How old is he at this point, George Miller? Uh, He's got to be 80. God damn. I mean, this is like an ambitious project for somebody in their 30s. Yeah. Well, of course, <laughs> again, we've talked about this before, but he lived with this movie in his head for like 10 years. He'd been storyboarding and planning He's for 75. ages. He'll be 75 next month. Wow. Well, that's old enough to run for president. <laughs> yeah it is it is god um, bless him but yeah i remember seeing trailers for this that summer and i was like man this is this might be way too over the top i don't know what the hell is <sighs> going awesome. on here this is the fourth mad max this is a 40 year old 35 year old franchise at the time uh you know what the hell this is too many colors too many explosions this is it can't be good and yeah yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah, I guess we really like watching Tom Hardy go places. Mm -hmm. We do. In straight lines. We do. <laughs> um, this is another classic performance where his face is basically obscured for half of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. He's not, I mean, he's done that in Dunkirk and Dark Knight Rises and this movie. He's not afraid to hide his face nope. and, and act with his eyes. And uh, that dude's ballsy. I, I applaud him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got great I want taste. to be his butler. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it goes up against Sinister, and uh, and while I love Sinister, 
It's good seeing you, Sinister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trevor. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Sinister in the last podcast, and we talked about how much we love it and everything. Uh, it's going up against a really, really, it's like a behemoth. It yeah. is. Here. It is. Buzzsaw. Yeah. It would, ha- it would require like four people who worked on that movie to come in here to, uh, to you know, uh, vote against Mad Max, and even then, four people on Sinister probably aren't even voting against <laughs> Mad Max. That's true. Scott Derrickson himself would be like, ah, yeah. Come on. Like, look, guys. I mean, I look at this like one of my own children, but I'd rather have that one as my child. <laughs> did uh, Fury Road make a whole lot of money? It did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't like just like super huge mega blockbuster, but it did make money. It was top ten of the year, I bet. And it was two hundred million to make. Ooh. Wow. Uh, I am, I'm going to try to make a, a guess here because I remember it doing well, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like, maybe it might have not even been enough for the $200 million budget. Actually, I want to say it made 120, 130. Yikes. That's not, but Dom- that's domestic. domestic. Okay. Very close. 153 domestic. Okay. Uh, international 221. So a total of 374. So, so it. If it's a $200 million budget, there's a possibility this movie didn't make its money back until home yeah. video. Depending yeah. on how much they spent on like marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Box Office Mojo is saying that it's a $150 million budget. So it's uh, a, little okay. bit, a little bit better. Yeah. So, I mean, it might have made a little bit, but I imagine home video probably put it over the top. God, the colors, Charlize. Charlize and Tom Hardy have such a great dynamic between them because she's she doesn't even know what his his bullshit is, but she's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She's like, I don't even care what, what your deal is. I yeah. just, you're going to help me and that's it. They were yeah. supposed to make a Furiosa movie at one point, and I don't think, I think that fell through. Ah, that's a shame. Um, I would watch it. They're going to cross over with the Fast and Furious. They're going to call it Furiosa 7. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Fast and Furious. They might as well. She's in this new one, too. Yeah. I don't know oh, what's going on. Uh, I mean, there'll be a point where all everybody is in the new one. Uh, all right. So Mad Max Fury Road moves on. I don't think we formally voted, but. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. All right. <clears throat> uh, let's go to the eight seed Blind Spotting versus the nine seed The Master. I just watched Blind Spotting last night. Holy really? fuck. Is this a tough one? Yeah. It's <sighs> my jam. I love the part when he sells the boat. I'm never going to I'm never going to decipher any of that shit that he says cuz it's like they're making fun of like Oakland street slang uh-huh. but they're going over the top with it but most of what they're saying actually does mean something like to people who aren't me This is where he's got it on the the side of the road right yeah, 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 and and I I don't even know if I could quote any of that dialogue, but this guy drives up and he's like, hey, what if? And he's like, hey, I'll put you in this boat, and then they speak all this slang. I love it. I love it. I love everything about this movie. This uh is a, this is a sneaky contender for me, even though it's an eight seed. Um, I I'm gonna throw my weight behind it more than you might expect. What uh, if you were to look at IMDb right now? What would this be classified under? Like, what genre would this be under? comedy yeah i think drama first uh but yeah it would be drama first then comedy yeah because there's some funny ass shit in this there is Mm -hmm. there is but there's also some like fucking tears out dramatic shit but they if you were to make a preview of this movie you wouldn't make it you know Here's one guy who was on the street one day and <laughs> noticed a murder. You know, it's not like that. I wonder. I never saw a trailer for this. Actually, I wonder how they did market this because it's so unique. 
that uh, I mean, I, I could see them actually cutting to comedic elements, like him going in to sell the the straighteners, and they're like, "How do we know it works?" And then yeah. cutting down to that shot of him <laughs> his, with the hair, his hair is uh, all out. He calls the girl to braid his hair, and she goes, "Why did you take your hair out?" And he goes, "It was profitable for me to do <laughs> <Yeah>. so." <laughs> uh, we're we're seeing a lot of uh, movies like this coming out, though. The Hate You Give came out the same year, yep. and it had a lot of the same themes. In it, it sure did. Uh, I mean, even down to the fact that. Uh, the main character has a white friend who's trying to act black yep. and uh you know it it all revolves around uh you know uh, uh getting pulled over and and the, the wrong stuff happening you know it just uh there's a lot of that uh, there's a lot of that and then queen and slim is now sort of like the mm-hmm. the evolution of that uh of yeah. that, if that, if you want to call it a genre um it's uh there's a lot of it going around yeah um and this one, I don't know if this was first or if the hate you give. The hate you give was a book before I know, mm. um, but um, but I also know these two guys, Raphael, whatever his last name is, and um, Casal, yes, mm. and uh, David Diggs. David Diggs are are friends from their youth. They both grew up in Oakland, uh, and the movie just reveals more layers to me every time I watch it. Like mm-hmm. the, they go to they go to this party. It's being held by this hippie, gentrifying white dude who's got like a hundred-year-old actual Oakland oak tree stump. Don't put your drinks on it. And when he's talking to the black, pe- the three black people at his party, he's like, "Plenty of drink in the kitchen, yo." And um, and so the the black people are already primed there. And then the one that David Diggs just met goes into the kitchen where Raphael is, yeah. the white friend. And thinks that he is a gentrifying white poser. Mm-hmm. Raphael Miles sees himself as every bit as street Oakland Street as David Diggs, uh, regardless of color. So this fight breaks out, but there's all these different ways to examine just that one scene and the different perspectives. Like I almost understand why Miles beats that guy's ass, but then later Miles is like, "Man, maybe I'm not actual Oakland Street cred." Like. Yeah. Maybe stop calling me that N-word. Oh, man, um, that's such an excruciating scene. He's like, say the N-word. Yeah. Just say it. Just- and he's like, and, and you honestly don't know at that moment where this is going to go. Yeah. And the fact that he's so honest about, you know, I can't do that. Yeah. And that he's he's self-aware, but he's still up his own ass a little well, bit, and that's too, scene, right? That's the scene where David Diggs is saying, you know, you are you know you are the thing the cops are out here looking for <laughs> yeah, yeah. not me you are actual you acting like trash carrying a gun around and getting in fights and shit um god i love this movie so much but the blind spotting the title uh takes its, his girlfriend's braiding his hair and she's got to learn for her psych exam and she comes up with mnemonic devices to remember things and one of them is this uh the faces and the vase optical illusion where you can you can see either one of them but you can't see both at the same time and she ends up calling that blind spotting because you've got a blind spot and Mm. it's right in your face Uh, but he calls it face vasing yeah (laughs) he tries to get her to call it face vasing but then later in that rap with ethan embry at the end like he's he says you know see the faces you know yeah yeah see both yeah. sides yep. don't be blind spotting me god this movie i've probably seen it 10 times at this point i'll tell anyone i know it what an it. interesting movie to hit your love button i think it was the <laughs> rapping my love button <laughs> that's a myth by the way yes <laughs> um i think it's the rapping i think the way they work in a couple different scenes specifically the end the yeah. way they work rapping into the drama and the actual dialogue 
really, really appealed to me and sucked me in. And I was out of my chair the first time I watched it at that that rap at the end because I'd, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. He's using he even says out loud, you know, I'll make it sound pretty because that's the only way you listen to me. Yeah. And then he just freestyles this angsty. God, it's it's powerful stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. It goes up against the master, our second Paul Thomas Anderson movie in this bracket. And uh, Barrett, let's talk about the master for a second here. Yeah, this is your <laughs> this is your love button. Uh, I love this movie so much that the last time I watched it, it's on. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Um, I took notes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've seen this movie probably about ten times. Um, I saw it in the theater. Uh, I didn't see it in one of those fancy theaters that had the sixty millimeter. What is it? Uh, the it's um eighty. No it's, frames per second. Or, no, it's um smellovision. <laughs> it's uh it is uh about seventy millimeter. Yeah. Gotcha. I just saw it in regular format or whatever it was. But God damn, that opening shot of the water is so mesmerizing and so gorgeous. And the whole movie, you talk about Phantom Thread being gorgeous. This is next level mm-hmm. stuff. The, the the hard pan in the desert where he eventually rides away on the motorcycle. Uh, the close-ups of Philip Seymour Hoffman that make him look regal, even though he is a fucking fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely floor me. The, the, I I cannot dissect this movie enough. That's why I was actually literally taking notes as I was going through this, so as not to forget something uh, that I loved about it. Yeah. So, so this movie, uh, before we even saw it, was basically being called the Scientology movie. It's not Scientology. Mm-hmm. It's some other thing. And the point of it is that a lot of religions start this way with someone who believes that they have this secret knowledge and they're they're giving it to the masses and everything and of course they get a bunch of people to believe it because for whatever reason they're they're, people have have uh they have have bad lives or they have uh something that in their life they're like they're looking for something that's like oh yeah i never thought about it this way even though this way might be wrong too yeah it's like vince neal like something to believe in. and then after all yes after a while it becomes uh it becomes like sort of a uh self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing you see how successful he is at doing all of this stuff so of course people are like oh look at how successful he is he must be doing something right Mm -hmm. even though it's based on a whole bunch of bullshit yeah and everything now i still don't know what the deal with joaquin phoenix is in this movie a great performance obviously but i don't know if he's in he's in this religion or if he's out or if he's what his deal is like does he have does he have any particular he doesn't seem like he has a particular affection towards this religion at all no, he has an affection towards the the man and the inclusion. He's the only person, um, Lancaster Dodd, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, he's the only person that has seen anything of value in him. Like, he's been able to get by, Freddie, his character, <clears throat> has been able to get by, he was in the military, and then he had a job at Sears doing, like, some, you know, uh, uh, photography and stuff like that. But he's never been valued as a person. And arguably, he doesn't have a whole lot of value as a person. He's a super alcoholic uh, that really, you know, has anger issues, that has weird sexual procl- uh, proclivities, and you know, I don't know what Lancaster Dodd sees in this guy in the first place. But because he not only sees something, he sees his booze. Actually, is is the the first reason that he uh, encounters him. But uh, because of that, 
he goes through this deep auditing process, maybe the best scene in the movie, where it's just the two of them asking these questions and answering honestly and all that stuff. Uh, God damn. I, you know, I, I think that's that's the the heart of the movie is the fact that Freddie is all in for this particular man. I don't think he really gives a shit about the religion. I don't think he's going to defend the religion. He's going to defend the man. The only time he gets violent is when Lancaster Dodd gets insulted at the uh, at the party, right? Then he goes in and he kicks that guy's ass. Uh, so yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think he feels any sort of uh, warmth for this religion. Uh, certainly, the Amy Adams character, I don't think he really gives a shit about. He just cares about Lancaster Dodd. Mm-hmm. When did this movie come out? 2012. And uh, and Amy Adams is basically the, the real driving force behind all of this. God, she's so great. It's, it's, it's my favorite jerk-off scene, I think, ever, is where she's she's standing with him. And it's like, you don't even know he's, she, she's jerking him off. But she's like, yeah. okay, so what's going on here? Like, hey, you, what are you, what's the next move? And she's like, here's going to be the next move. And he's like, well, I don't know. And she's, you see like her hands like starting to go. She's like, are you going to do it? Are you, are you going to do what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, yes. And he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Oh, I, you know, I'm like blind spotting with you. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shouting to the rooftops that this is the best movie uh, that I one of the best movies I've ever seen, mm. um, and I, I I'll watch it any time of the day. It's it's top to bottom fantastic. There is no doubt I'm the deciding vote in this. In this <laughs> and rank. I love blind spotting, but yes, you're you're really there's right. no doubt about this. But why don't you guys go ahead and vote, and then I'll hem and haw. I'll vote blind spotting. I'll vote the master. Okay, so let me hem and haw for a second. <laughs> I believe the master is a better movie, better made movie. This is PTA uh doing you know his usual stuff it's one that you have to like really give a lot of deep thought to um uh and it has you know a lot of like complex moments and everything Mm -hmm. but i can never just i can't sink into that joaquin phoenix character just and i may have to watch it some more at some point but he he bothers me on a on some level. I think he does a great performance. Sure, sure, Jewish. sure, sure. I mean, just like Joker. I mean, yeah. He, but he, he's another he's a, he's another kind of guy that's you 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 know he's another kind of guy that's in movies that you're like I, this guy I don't like him at all. What's going on with him? What makes him tick? And I don't know if the movie ever really answers that question. Mm. No, you're you're absolutely right. They don't ever answer that question uh, beyond the relationship really with with lancaster dodd yeah i mean we've shown him doing a lot of creepy shit like making the the woman in the sand and everything it's it's funny it's a very funny scene actually because he's starting he's with the military he's making this shape of a naked woman in the sand and he starts humping it Mm -hmm. and his his uh his soldier buddies are laughing and then he keeps humping it and they're like okay and then he like wildly humps it and they start backing off Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that shows you a lot about his characters that he he can't he he's in his head too much he can't get out that's why he starts drinking fucking jet fuel instead of just regular booze because it's not enough for him regular stuff is not enough for him yeah he's just got this pathology mm-hmm. mm. there's no doubt that i think that in every way like a better better made film but like blind spotting i have more connection to mm. and it also has a lot of deep thought yeah. uh, things in it as well it may not be as abstract, but it is also something that makes you think. I'm going to go blind spotting. On oh, this. I, I can't, I, I, I can't argue, but I can't argue with blind spotting. Yeah, I like I said, if you were going like pure technical, 
feet, the master's going to beat that easily. But as far as enjoyment is concerned, I'm going to go blind spot. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. All right. Ooh. All right. Blind spotting now goes against Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this is just a rogues gallery. All right, everybody. It's time to talk about better help. Once better, again. better help. Better help. You know, uh, I w- I've been thinking a lot about better help recently. Mm. I was talking, thinking about how I approached it because I found out, I think I'm, I was scared of therapy mm. after all these years, even though I like, I wanted to do it. Um, I just didn't know what I was going to uncover and it's, it's, it's difficult and stuff like that. Sure. So even when we started working with better help and everything and, uh, I signed up for it, I was really, really nervous. Like you're going through the, the questions and stuff like that. The, the questions make you reveal some truths about yourself, like what you want to work on, how you've been feeling honestly lately. Like if I asked everybody like, how you feeling? We'd probably just say, okay, yeah, yeah. feeling good. It's not always the case. You know, sometimes right. you're feeling tired or anxious or depressed or that kind of thing. And so going through this process, I started getting a little bit nervous. <laughs> and then as soon as I got into it, as soon as I got that first message from my counselor, uh, as soon as I met my counselor, who immediately... Uh, and and so nicely said. If you don't like me, or if we don't vibe, or whatever, you pick another one. They'll they'll do it for you. That's what the service does. And I was like, no, but I like you. <laughs> but uh, but she was very open about that for the first couple of sessions. She was like, I think you know this is this is wonderful talking to you. But if you're not comfortable at all, then let's move on to somebody that is because they want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I say that as a personal um, kind of story. To say that if if you have the same trepidations that I have, uh, I'd encourage you to do it because I did it and I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah, and listen, I remember the very, very first time I ever went to therapy, sitting in a waiting room. There's two other people in the waiting room. This was an office where three or four therapists shared a waiting room. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there the whole time going, they know I'm here for therapy. Mm-hmm. And I allowed myself to judge myself for that. Yeah. There, now, that was 20 years ago, but even today, I think there is still, in some places, in some people, a stigma about therapy. Sure, absolutely. And absolutely. if you are one of those people who is so worried about that, that it's keeping you from trying therapy, BetterHelp is like the absolute best solution really you could is. possibly have. Really you could is. go online. You don't have to tell your roommate or your mom or anyone mm-hmm. that you went to therapy until you've got it going for you and it's working and helping and then you're going to want to tell people yeah, yeah, that's true <laughs> because it actually does help once you find one that you can click with yeah. uh, so if you're one of those people who's, who's hesitant to try it because you're not sure what those around you might say mm-hmm. um do it anonymously and yeah. and these are these are trained expert professionals yes licensed um, therapists and you can do it from your own home you can do it from your own home yeah, do it from your own home talk talk text phone video there's four different time uh, uh i'm sorry text uh messaging uh video and phone are the different types and it's all within a counseling room you do your appointments in there and everything this is really really cool um betterhelp.com and then go to betterhelp.com slash syncast and you get 10 10 off your first month uh which is significant um they do have financial aid available too so let them know don't let that be a deterrent don't let being a scaredy cat like me, be a deterrent. I can't be more serious about that. It was it was nerve wracking for me to take the first step, but once I did, I'm so glad I did. Uh, do it if you need it today. Um. Okay. Let's go to 
uh, the three seed Roma versus the 14 seed under the skin. Yeah. And these are the two movies that I watched. Oh, oh, cool. I sure am glad you did because I will admit I have still not seen Under the Skin. So I am going to be hampered here. I believe you would really like Under the Skin. What but do, do you think? think I would vote that over Roma? Mm, I don't. Uh, I don't know if you'd like it. Um, Under the Skin is one of those movies that doesn't give you anything. No. It doesn't give you shit. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck this is all about. So, genuine, generally, here the plot is uh, we see a guy driving a motorcycle who's apparently a, this guy's like a champion motorcycle guy. Oh, in really? Life. Yeah. Because they needed somebody who was great to drive around Scotland. Yeah, because those uh, are treacherous ass roads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he goes to this body of water, I guess. We don't know. It's just an inky blackness. He goes off the, he goes in off the, you know, off the road, goes down into this thing and pulls this body out. And the body is some very beautiful woman of some sort who has died. He puts her in a van and then we see ScarJo come in and take all of her clothes and put, put her clothes on her. And now Scarlett Johansson has this sort of this, uh, directive essentially where she's seducing men around glasgow real uh, guys too real people yeah um she she's driving around in a van and she asks these people questions are you alone is the big one mm. are you alone do you have family do you have a girlfriend all these different things and i think there's a certain criteria they have to meet before he she invites them back to her like whatever apartment mm. or she's got several different places throughout the movie when she goes in, it seems like there's this big seduction going on, but they're in this, so we walk into the apartment. It's this completely jet black, uh, area. There's no furniture. There's nothing. She comes in, she's pulling clothes off. They're pulling clothes off. They think, oh yeah, I'm about to get on with Scarlett Johansson. And then suddenly they start sinking down into the black, but they don't floor. even notice. Yeah, they don't even notice. They're, They're just kind of like straight at her. Yeah, and they you know you see the one guy he's like dancing <laughs> and everything, and then he just kind of like starts sneaking down into the thing, which we do see an explicit uh, what happens to them around the second time this happens. Guy goes down into the inky blackness and he sees somebody else who has has gone down in there, and he's like started to waste away mm -hmm. and everything, and he goes over to him. And, he, and the guy tries to touch the touch the other guy and it just suddenly goes poof, just like it just he just shrivels mm -hmm. and just and then suddenly the whatever he shrivels down into goes down this trough yeah yeah and then it's like then there's like it goes down this thing and you're like oh what the hell just fucking happened <laughs> you say that a lot during this <laughs> and um and uh but there's the, the the movie is ostensibly about Scarlett Johansson's character because She's going through sort of a crisis in this thing. She gets she gets to crisis mode when she seduces this one guy uh, who has like some sort of there's a name for it. It's a facial deformity of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and uh, there's some interesting stories about how that guy was cast too. Apparently, he was going to the uh, to the audition and he got hit by a car. And Jonathan Glazer, the director, went to the hospital and did the tryout there. Oh, gave really? Him, gave him the job in the wow. hospital. Yeah, these are non-actors that are well, they're all the guys. Well, I wanted to ask you about that, but I was going to wait till he was done. Uh... Ultimately, that particular seduction, she goes and looks into the mirror, and then you see that guy walking away. Mm -hmm. And you start seeing her sort of like try to figure out 
who is she what is she what is she yeah Yeah. yeah. there's a there's a, a thing at the very beginning of this movie where you hear like a like a bunch of letters being strung together like b x it's real mechanical voice hmm. x y and then it's like bills pills yeah whatever and i always, I always felt i don't know I'm, I'm assuming it's that character learning words mm-hmm. and everything they're mm-hmm. just feeding words into whatever this is um but yeah she's going through this whole thing where she's like i don't know what the hell i am i don't know what what's going on you can see and she doesn't say that out loud she's just looking in the mirror there's a scene the the probably the most famous scene of this movie is her completely naked mm-hmm. looking in in her mirror in the mirror and everything but she's just trying to figure out what the fuck she's here for yeah and um and uh and so like that's what this movie is about essentially mm-hmm. it's it's about existence and it doesn't give you anything really there's there's obviously some theme in there that i guess you if it depends on what you decide to interpret it as um well especially that ending that ending (laughs) can be looked at in many 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 different ways uh i loved it i loved the way Mm -hmm. that it ended um i hate that there's a little section in there where a guy gets assaultive and stuff like that but that's the the way it's going to be it never gets to that before then well you know what i you know what this is going to sound really fucked up when i say it at first you know what i liked about that scene Mm -hmm is that it shows that she's not this super strength person yeah yeah or whatever she is right she it, it's uh, every time you see a movie like this you expect the character to be like this super strong whatever but lucy yeah exactly <laughs> but she's not she right. she uh when she gets attacked by this guy she she has to worry about it and uh and and and, and at first i was like why is she like running why because you usually expect them to be super strong and just beat that guy's ass and she can defend herself to a point but not enough and uh but that's a it's an important scene to her character because because uh you know then she's really like trying to figure out what she's she, she is towards the end but uh very interesting movie um no doubt about it um it's but, probably the lowest rated imdb we have on mm-hmm. this on this list um but it was also on a lot of top 10 of the decade at some point when you have when you have Scarlet in a van rolling up on real people and you're filming that. Mm-hmm. And then she takes them back to a room to have sex with them and they fall into an inky black. At some point in there, you have to tell them what to do. Yeah, I think all, I think, mm-hmm. I think all of those. So there was, I don't know if that's what you said. You, they were not, they're not actors. Oh yeah. They're not like real people off the street or anything like I that. I thought you were saying that they put her in a van with a camera and she Walked, no, went no, up to randos no, and started no that's exactly what she did there were there were there were a, a several several people who got in the van who did not know that they were getting filmed oh and at the end of it jonathan glazer said this is a movie do you want to be on this or not but oh. the ones that went back to the apartment those were i'm assuming hired. those guys yeah, yeah. were all yeah yeah were hired okay. that was where i was lost was like did they just did they know they were supposed to sink into the inky black when she took her clothes <laughs> listen, if i'm a guy off the street and scarlet comes up to me in a van whether there's a camera there or not she takes me upstairs and takes off her clothes i'm dancing like that guy you were talking about you just opened up three different things i want to talk about okay sorry. um the yes uh so i think that there's a possible there's also a possibility that uh these people were picked up there were po- i don't know if like 
I think there's a possibility some of them were picked up and then told, okay, this is what you got to do. Mm. I don't know if that's the entire situation. Mm. I'm assuming that because there's not very many scenes where she picks up people and they don't get back to that. Mm. There are, there are a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming those are the ones where whatever, like I read a bunch of stuff too about this, that people in Scotland were like, Oh no, there, there's no way that that, that Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> so like nobody thought that was her really. Yeah, so awesome. nobody fucked with her. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, yes, I was sitting there thinking the same thing. And this is why I think maybe possibly the theme of this movie is that, is that women often have to think about the dangers involved with going home with, with someone, whereas guys don't. Mm. And this is one theme that I did read about mm. in uh, one of the trivia sections of this movie, uh, was that, was that no, no dude really thinks about like, Oh, is she gonna, she's gonna hit me. She's gonna mm-hmm. like take, you know, she's gonna do some stuff that I don't want. Um, but in this one, it's sort of almost revenge fantasy, like in a way, because she brings these people back and they don't know. But, uh, I was sitting there thinking, man, yeah, you, you, you're powerless. If mm-hmm. you're a straight guy and Scarlett Johansson <laughs> is, is like undressing and you, you would, you would, you wouldn't even think, why is this completely black room? Why is there, <laughs> you wouldn't even think that you're just like, mm-hmm. all I know is I'm going to get to have sex with Scarlett. <laughs> yep. And that's amazing. Yep and and who cares if i'm sinking you know um so yeah it's a very interesting movie and i think it's it's got to be one of the most polarizing movies there is probably so in this decade i'll tell you what uh this would be an interesting double feature with her because it's both scarlett johansson Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what she is and how she uh moves through existence yeah Um, I, i agree it's uh i found myself liking this movie a lot more than i expected to um all i'd heard as we mentioned before is that you know it's the one where scarlett johansson gets naked but uh there's i'm a sucker for movies like this blade runner 2049 questioning existence things mm-hmm. like that it's just uh it's just my my jam this movie's not afraid to show boners either yeah yeah a couple of boners a couple of, full, bo- <laughs> couple of boners yeah. full on erect like uh oh, i'm ready for it uh chubbs mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should have full nudity, on we should have nudity equality. We're not talking about Jason Siegel and forgetting Sarah Marshall where he half chubbed it. <laughs> no, he's full he's chub, man. Because he's he's walking up to her and yeah. he's like, Oh shit, yeah, he's excited. I love how he gets basically forgiven because he only got half a blowjob. <laughs> like the the bartender's like, he took his dick out of her mouth. Do you realize what that means? How hard that is to do? And I'm like, if I'm the girl, I'm like, you know what? The first half of the blowjob is pretty much seals the deal yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, this movie goes up against Roma, another movie that I, uh, uh, watched again. And, uh, the second time through Roma is way better than the first time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the first time I watched Roma, I was just expecting something to happen. <laughs> All the way through it. I have a really good friend who said, hey, have you seen Roma? And I said, yeah. She goes, I watched 30 minutes of it. Does anything ever happen? <laughs> and I said, not so much. No. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, yeah, I watched it again, knowing that the action, quote unquote, is sparse. So I watched it the second time, sort of looking at it from... This is beautifully shot and the, the, the amount of life that's going on outside of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I believe you had brought up when you were, we were voting for this movie. Uh, well, you and Aaron were voting for this movie at the time in the 2018 
um, is that, you know, they're on that bench, uh, having all that, the sadness and everything mm. while there's this wedding going on in the background. Yep. There are so many scenes like this in the movie. Mm. There's a part where, uh, Cleo is going to, uh, find that for mean guy. Uh, oh, yeah. And she's walking through all this just, you know, it, she has to walk through a whole bunch of stuff just to get to that martial art, that crazy martial <laughs> arts thing. Yeah. Uh, is this when the riots going on? This or is, is this before the before? riots. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, she's trying to find him to tell him that she's pregnant. Mm. Well, or remind him that she's pregnant. And, uh, but there's like, a guy getting shot out of a cannon in the background, <laughs> you know, uh, there's just all this, there's a point where the, the mother of the family, uh, watches, uh, the husband drive away and there's that parade that's going the or the band that's coming through. Yep. And like, it basically just so many people don't care about your shit. They've mm. got their own shit you know going on in this thing so the life that's going on around all of this uh this this woman's like sort of like you know it's 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 a basic journey but mm. everything's so beautifully shot and so well done and then that scene where she gives birth my <sighs> god is a fucking tour de force mm. it is it's the most alfonso Cuaron part of that movie i mean as far as like his past work like it, you, you will think of children of men when you when you watch that scene sure because she gives birth to a baby that is dead they've you know pretty much i mean it kind of like because you've seen movies before you're expecting the the doctors to be able to revive that baby because you're like they don't hear a heartbeat before she's given birth and they're like i don't hear anything i don't hear anything to it twice go over and then she gives birth to the baby that is obviously dead they go over and like all in one shot. She's over in the, yeah. the, the, the one gurney and they pull the baby over to another one, start trying to give it CPR mm -hmm. and all this stuff in the background. And they're, and that's another part of the movie where these people are, uh, the, the, the life is going on in the background. Mm -hmm. These people are doing something very routine to them. And mm -hmm. they're, it's, it's almost cruel in a way, even though it's not meant to be, but they, they try to give this baby CPR twice. They know it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And then they, and then they're like, okay, what is the patient's name? And she goes, it's Cleo. And, she, and they, this guy comes over, Cleo, I'm very sorry, but your baby was born dead. Uh, you know, very sorry about this. He's sorry, but he ain't sorry sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. he he sees this every day mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and and like they and they that's what they keep on doing they keep on saying i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry but they're trying to get on to the next thing mm -hmm. that they have to go on to yeah. and it's crazy cruel but it's the way it has to be yeah i think that's the point of this movie and and i i i see both sides of this coin the way you phrased it just a second ago it's like nobody cares about your shit mm -hmm. they got their own shit <laughs> to deal with um i I think that's absolutely part of the point of this movie, but I think the real, the other side of that coin is because they don't care about your shit, because they have peaks and valleys while you have peaks and your life is precious. Your life, your life matters. Even if nobody else's next to you, no, even if the life next to you doesn't pay attention to your stuff because they have their own stuff, you're no less valuable than them. Your victories are still Celebra celebration worthy mm. uh your tragedies are still cry worthy uh, and life is always still going to be going on all around you and uh i just think it's 
it's so clear to me how much of this was informed by his own childhood. Uh, and he said so publicly, but I think you can see it in the movie. Uh, and Netflix, somebody on Twitter told me today that Netflix just dropped an hour and a half long behind the scenes making of Roma. Oh, uh, really? With I'll Carl watch Owen. the shit out and of that. And so uh, it's on <laughs> Netflix. So I'm going to check that out too. But yeah, this movie is poetic to me. I, hit me right in, right in the sweet spot. There's maybe not been a movie in the last 30 years that has affected me this much. Well, so it's on, it really exists almost solely as a lyrical work, right? Yeah. Uh, and not, not certainly an action set piece, although there is one, another very Alfonso Cuaron shot of her getting them out of the, the water, which oh, is yeah. what I want yeah. to see how they did that shit. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was the same way as you thinking something was going to happen nothing really ever happens and and more and that's and, not the point i guess and more and more i and i keep I, and this is probably something that's been forming in the last month of uh of doing movie reviews and stuff like that um is that our first time through watching a movie and it's either anticipation expectations whatever sometimes we don't know what this movie is mm. until about halfway through it and then halfway through it comes along you are down on all that stuff that you didn't really understand in that first half and then the second half you're just becoming to realize what this movie is and then by the end of it you're like yeah yeah that's all right yep and then when you watch it again and you know what to expect and you know what's going on that's when the real like actual opinion can come through if we could actually do movie reviews where we're watching movies twice and have that kind of time nice. to do a movie review then we could really come come up with i was doing this with something as stupid as gretel and hansel a couple weeks ago <laughs> because i came i we 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 graded that movie c my i graded it a c minus jonathan was like oh, i think it's a b hmm. and then we started talking about it and everything and i was like yeah you know i i really wasn't getting a lot of the stuff that was going on in this for a long time and i didn't like it and then then suddenly i realized what was going on by the end it was too late yeah yeah sure, <laughs> and, yeah. sure. And, and now i'm gonna have to watch it again and see if that same feeling comes along if i see it a second time oh this is more than a c minus this mm -hmm. is actually way better i don't understand people who can watch it one time though and go yeah, yeah i know exactly this is a great movie this is a classic how is that possible well you watched roma a few times within short succession right i watched it twice in 24 hours yeah yeah, yeah. um and yeah i mean uh i'm voting roma yeah yeah it's a it's a pretty movie. I haven't seen Under the Skin, but I have a feeling even if I'd seen it a few times, it would it would not live up to Roma for me personally. Roma is like I'm all in on this movie. Like I'm jerking this movie off. Like um, that's not appropriate. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, he once she goes to 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 see the the father of the child at that crazy martial arts thing, mm -hmm. he dumps her ass right. Like oh, is he that screams at her? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he. First, is it because she's pregnant? Yeah. Okay. She she's they're about they're about finished with this movie that they're watching and she says I want you to tell I want you to know that I'm pregnant and he goes and he's like, "Oh, well that's good, right?" And then sits there and watches the movie for oh about 10 seconds and then goes, "I'm going to I need to go to the bathroom real quick." And he goes, "You want some popcorn or ice cream or something?" And uh she's like, "No, no." And he's like she's like the movie's about to end. He's like, "I know, I need to go." And he goes and then she like I think she knows immediately. Like yeah. she bounces, right? Yeah, he <laughs> he she the movie ends and then she goes out and walks out onto the steps and just sits there and then she yeah, she knows. She uh. knows that he ain't coming back. 
And then, yeah, then she comes and visits him at that martial arts thing, which is another interesting scene too. the, the martial arts thing where they're all like, 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 you know, doing these exercises with these like yeah. bamboo poles or something. Uh. And, uh, there's the one guy who's come in, he's like a professor somewhere yeah. and he shows them some, some, he's like, what I'm doing here is a miracle. And he's got this, like, he's got his hands above his head like this. Yeah, yeah. And he's got his leg like pressed up against him like this. And he's blindfolded. And he's like, he's like, you guys don't think this is a miracle. You try this shit. <laughs> and like everybody is like sort of fucking around and not able to do it except for Cleo, yeah. who's over and oh. like all the people who are watching are trying to do it too. And Cleo's sitting there with like the perfect. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but then she goes and talks to Fermin and she's like, uh, yeah i mean i've been trying to contact you and he goes yeah i've been real busy and all that and then she goes well i'm pregnant and he goes why is this even a uh, my problem yeah and uh and then then she says if you say that again then i'm gonna i'm gonna beat you and i'm gonna beat your little one and uh-huh. and then right goes rides off on a truck that's driving away i see yeah he's a dick yeah which sucks because his that first scene with them i think is really sweet and mm-hmm. like real tender and i guess i guess that's life like some guys can seem to be sweet and turn out to be assholes did she run into him during the riot as he yeah. comes back mm-hmm. in the thing mm-hmm. yeah that's during the the little the, now that's a a real thing like student protesters yeah mm, yeah uh and these guys are government like he's under the government um i think this group the hawks or something mm. something like that it's based it's at least based on this group and uh the they go and start attacking the protesters and uh somebody who gets hurt runs into the furniture store because they're trying to get a crib yeah and um and uh that they try to hide but then like six other people come including for me who points a gun unknowingly at first at at cleo and uh the the grandmother and uh and then it looks like just for a moment there he's he's like i'm definitely not going to kill you um but it's 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 also another part of this movie he tells he tells her that i'm going to kill this little one if you ever bring it up again in some way he does kill his or that baby because they all run it and that's the reason why our water breaks yeah yeah and um yeah, it's 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 a there's a lot of like uh, crazy foreshadowing in this movie. Mm-hmm. So you liked it a lot better on the second. <laughs> Fuck yes. Mm. Like, do you would you say you love it now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, sure. I think I liked it a lot the one time that I saw it. So I'm gonna get back in there. No, I it's liked like before it before the next time. I liked this. it fine. I just I just didn't understand what everybody else was, and I may still wonder if if this is to that level of like just like uh oh, this is this is i don't know i still am not there yet but mm-hmm. i i do love this movie now gotcha so are yeah you, are you voting for roma i'm going for roma i'm gonna vote for roma too well, i like in under the skin quite a bit and i think you should watch it. i will i want to um but uh <laughs> yeah you do right well yeah <laughs> i just like glasgow i want to see the you know the you know what? oh that's very cool city stuff you know what's interesting though reading about under the skin first off i think it's shitty when people always have to ask actors and actresses about the nudity that they do like fuck you they that's a decision they made Mm -hmm. who gives a shit what you you know who gives a shit like you're it's almost like it's it seems like it's more serving you than it's serving them for that question yeah uh or or you you know you want you want your read like if they say something really salacious or or something like something that the readers can almost jerk off to you just want to put their name and the word nudity in a headline exactly and so, like, so I was reading about 
I was reading some trivia on this and the IMDb has got a couple of those things about the nudity. I'm like, I don't care why she did it mm-hmm. or, or what. And, but it's interesting, the reactions to it too. Some think that it's, it's not, uh, it's not exploitative. And then there's, there's, I think there's another side who think that it is. And I, I don't know really exactly. I feel like the movie is, is, uh, I don't, I don't know if, if it's if it's important to, i feel like it is important to the movie it's as important as uh, ex machina when she puts the skin on yeah it's she's just putting on scarlett johansson there's nothing skin. sexual about it yeah yet at the same time it is scarlett johansson yeah you, you can't have it you can i guess you can have it both ways yeah you know yeah. it's it's the it's there's but yeah I, I'm, I'm i wish that the reporters would stop with the fuck yeah bullshit yeah uh, who yeah. cares who cares why they did it they decided to do it we move on to uh the six seed la la land and the la 11 la. seed john wick three this is a big this is a strong one la uh-huh. la, 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 la. <laughs> la la land has grown in my estimation told you before that i loved it at first and then i saw it too many times in a row and it started waning on me mm. and now it's way back up on my boner because well, you haven't seen it in a while? No, no, no. I've seen it uh, quite a bit recently, actually. All right. And I love it again. All right. It's so perfectly colored. It's so perfectly paced. The music is so gorgeous. The people are so gorgeous. Uh, I mean, it's devastating at times. It's exhilarating at times. That ending is one of my all-time favorite romantic endings of all time. Mm. Uh, man, it, it's just... it maybe is a little too hyper glamorizing of hollywood probably so but i love it i just absolutely adore it i it gave me i grew up watching old musicals uh, singing in the rain white christmas my mom was always a big fan of those um and it was the first modern musical that felt like it had that kind of magic mm-hmm. specifically when that when that hits me is when they do that moonlight thing on the road when you're oh. walking to her car it's and he chills. dances on the bench yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of modern musicals, uh, but but this one I think was intentionally trying to have moments that felt like those classic musicals. Um, so yeah, I think it's you know I think when I saw it it was an A plus. I think it probably waned back down to an A minus, and that's probably where it is for me. Um, <clears throat> it is like the only time I can relate to these characters are the falling in love and the fighting and breaking up parts. But everything about their lives is unrelatable to me, like getting super famous as an actor, getting super famous as a musician. It doesn't happen until later on, though, you know? Well, his musician shit takes off pretty quick. I mean, once he gets involved with John Legend. <laughs> yeah. I, I I continue to say John Legend is like an awesome person, but I just, uh, I, I don't like his acting or his thing or whatever. I do whatever. like that song, though, that song that they do with their fusion. Seriously? <laughs> well, the look you're giving me right now tells me I'm in the right. <laughs> We're going to start a wrong. fight? <laughs> I think it's We Could Start a Fire. Fire, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something about the jazz fusion that they put together <laughs> that I, I could dig on. Oh. <laughs> I could dig on it. Um but yeah, I do love this movie. It's just it it it's not going to I'm not going to connect to it the way I did something like Roma, except in those mo- specifically the breakup scene, specifically that 10-minute chunk there mm-hmm. where it goes from everything seems pretty okay to wow, it's over, isn't it? In like one conversation. Well, that's an interesting That guts me. Yeah, because it is essentially, but it's not. Like he walks out, or she walks out, uh, with the 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 uh, dinner burning and all that stuff. 
But then they have the the rest of that thing where she's trying to put on the play and everything, and he's still trying to get to that performance. And then he's got the photo shoot and all that stuff for the yeah. guys asking him to bite his lip and all that. It's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's still that vestiges of love even from that period on, all the way up until he runs out to get her in uh, New Mexico or wherever she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's just there's different sections of this movie that play almost completely different because that part has no music in it whatsoever but it's a good chunk of it mm-hmm. uh leading up into that audition scene which is one of the greatest scenes of the mm-hmm. decade for sure yeah i agree with that for sure yeah. you mean when she sings the mm-hmm. here's to the ones that dream i was gonna call it the song about fools but yeah no yeah all right same thing same thing <laughs> um i love the piano song um city of stars he plays no, the one he plays in the restaurant oh. that gets her in off the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that he learned how to play that in real life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's so much to like about this movie. It's, there's almost nothing to hate. The most hate I've ever heard is, oh, I didn't really like it as much as everybody else. What's the big deal? But <laughs> yeah. nobody's like... What's the big fucking deal, I bitch? don't know anybody who's like, uh, you know, the acting's terrible, the music's bad, I, I hated it. I don't know anybody like that. And mm. one of the rare instances where the movie shows you what could have been and it's not the real ending, that it actually works, I think. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they presented in such that hyper fantasy type of thing well and they go back and they do so many callbacks to moments in the movie ah <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome you're making me want to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. didn't we see this on opening night you and i saw it together i thought uh, i can't remember but i, I think th- we talked about how it reminded us of annie hall i think we end. did i think we saw it at uh, green hills or yeah, something. yeah yeah um but yeah i think we did and um but yeah uh i love this movie too damien chazelle man uh he hasn't i don't think he's made a bad movie yet no and even the I mean, first man i don't think we love as much as some people love it but that's mm-hmm. an excellent movie okay i've watched first man four times trying to see what dicer sees in it i'm getting closer yeah but it's going to take a few more viewings mm. <laughs> he really loves it he loved it first yeah. first viewing um and and I am I am beginning to see the things that he's talking about in terms of how it's all so claustrophobic, um, and uh, you know, he's just he's not a he's not an engaging personality. So Ryan does a great job playing him, but that dude was a snore. Yeah, that dude was like a snore, and so. Great. You, you have to, be, to be an astronaut, play. right? But once they get to the moon, man, that movie's an A-plus all the way for me. It's and t- I think Claire Foy does a great job, too. But the first time I watched it, I was like, huh? And he was like, no, no, it's it's great. So I watched it again. I was like, well, maybe. And I'm getting closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but It's too much daughter in that fucking movie. Too much daughter? Too much daughter in that fucking movie. Whose daughter? Uh, Neil uh, Patrick uh, Armstrong. <laughs> he had a son. Was it a son? <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, it was a daughter. Sounds like you need to watch it again. Was it a son that died? Oh, I thought it was not because he had a bracelet that he throws chucks into the the crater. Right? They have a daughter that dies early in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think you're worse. I think you're worse for saying too much daughter than I am for not remembering there was a daughter. Like, like you mean the death of the daughter is what you... Yeah, there's too much of that. It hangs over the... Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. I like, love the scene when he has to explain to his kid, like Claire Foy's like, you're going to talk to this kid about this. And the kid's like, uh, are you going to die in this mission? <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, you know, we've planned really well and we have utmost confidence in the mission. <laughs> just like, he's just so bad at being a human being. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. 
we were talking it's about La La Land. Yeah. Uh, La La Land goes up against John Wick Three. We've uh, we mentioned before what a pew, great pew. yeah what a great movie exper- theater experience this was. What an odd pairing this is! Yeah, Holy right? shit, this is gonna be hard to <laughs> gonna be hard to pick. Between they both these. have wild colors. They do. They do. Though not in the same way. No. no John Wick is all neon and and. Uh, you know, I've come around to uh, understand what people are saying, like what Aaron was saying, and other people on Twitter have said about the first two John Wicks having more heart than the third one. Uh, I understand that. I. I I still think it's a, it's built, it was built on the premise that all it took was killing his dog for this to, this killing spree to, to start happening, right? So yeah, while it does have some of that heart and it's got some of that Monahan and stuff like that, the third one does not have any of that. It, at the expense of action. It just says, well, fuck it, we're going for it. I just, I just, I never saw the first John Wick the way the rest of these people did. Like I thought it was good, but they, they saw raid quality in the action in that movie. Mm. And I didn't. Mm. It wasn't until the third John Wick that I saw that level of action quality, probably because they had lost story. They were like, well, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Let's just do two and a half hours of rad stunts. Um, and that was more entertaining to me. In fact, we made fun of John Wick for, like, they killed his dog. They killed his dog. That's what I'm saying. But, the, I mean, how many people do you kill when someone kills your dog? No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a, it's a thin premise. Okay, good. We're, we're agreeing. Because he he didn't go... The death of his wife caused him to retire, right? That was my understanding, yes. And then the death of his dog, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm back or whatever. He was out, and and then that happened, and then... and uh, then he d- had to come back in because yeah. he had to get the revenge. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. And John Wick three, are you supposed to just like suddenly have some other thing that he's that some other heart? Like, is he supposed to be in love with Halle Berry or something? Right. Is that the reason? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't. I I I feel like the in how much heart is in the raid too? By the way, well, not much, <laughs> but there is at least a little more in that because they got a whole kind of Godfather esque two crime syndicate thing going on where he's like undercover. And he can't see his family and yeah, he has yeah. to call him from like a secret toilet cell phone or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but not much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think there's a and, and maybe I mean, this is it's a probably a valid reason if you're watching the movie and you're not connecting to it, quote unquote, in some sort of way, you've got to figure out what that is mm-hmm. that that's making you think that. And that's I guess that's a good reason. But I feel like the intent of that movie they if you if you grade movies by what their intent is they did exactly what they wanted to do with it and and who cares that it's called John Wick <laughs> you know you 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 base it on what they actually made and they made they came out and said we want to make a movie that's got all this awesome action in it and and you know the look the that part where the bullets underwater get stopped <laughs> i just that that's a, a level of thought <laughs> finally they finally did that shit <laughs> in a movie uh that's a level of thought that really makes me appreciate everything that you do action wise mm-hmm. when you decide that there are some things that we like you can make you can make that exciting where the bullets don't whiz through the water yeah um and 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 just the fact that he takes advantage of that goes over and just kills the <laughs> and uh um 
you know, the, the action in this movie is supposed to be like a raid movie. It's supposed to be like that. Uh, so it's interesting that both of the, the raid two, which is in this bracket and John Wick three, like their sequels, John Wick three happens right on the heels of John Wick two. Yeah. But I don't think you have to see the the, the previous ones before you see these. No, no. it's the same with raid two. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, in yeah. fact, I would almost show somebody raid two ahead of the, the raid. I would too. Um, but yeah, this is just this is just one of those like no matter what we're it's heresy to vote for either one of these in terms of like this matchup in and of itself is basically heresy. <laughs> like you know, put a put an exceptional balls to the wall, hilarious action film against the exact opposite kind of movie. <laughs> now the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So uh, what uh, what say you? La La Land. La La Land. Mm, motherfucker, you looked right at me next. Uh, La La Land. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I I think I was going John Wick 3. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really actually razor thin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Between <laughs> these two, um, I think I just had more fun with John Wick three overall. Uh, I, and and really, I think La La Land is again, it's a better made movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what movie? I mean, both of them are so fun though. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's just very, different. It's razor <laughs> thin. Movies. Super razor thin. thin. <clears throat> like uh, that knife that can cut. No, Coke cans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Ginzu. The Ginzu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell ever happened to that? Uh, but yeah, if that had, if that had come down to deciding one way or the other, I might have had to like sit there and <laughs> juggle it around all that, and, and then like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull the bandaid off. <laughs> so La La Land is going up against Roma. Mm. Um, on to our five seed Nightcrawler versus the twelve seed The Revenant. Interesting battle here as well. Very much so. I caught uh, a, a decent amount of The Revenant the other day, and that's just it's so gorgeous to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just such a visceral experience. Yeah, I don't know if I like watching it. I love the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like watching it because it is so violent and i'm not sure you're supposed to you know i think that's kind of part of the point is that you know they're trying to unsettle you at least in some way to give you a a taste of his experience Mm -hmm. trying to go through this i can't watch this movie without like three blankets because it (laughs) literally makes me cold (laughs) to watch this movie Mm -hmm. that's true people trudging out in the snow for two hours and they were actually in the cold they they were this they were uh, and Leo, uh, you know, kept himself warm by saying, I'm going to win an Oscar for this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win an Oscar for this. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, yeah, the Revenant, uh, does the Revenant blow its wad too soon? Mm, the bear it has, sure, it sure has does. An, oh, yeah. Uh, it has an incredible opening action sequence yeah. that was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Even. Uh, it has that, and then it has the bear attack, and then after the bear attack. Yep kind of falls off the cliff a little bit gets a little sleepy well, literally <laughs> literally um it, it's it, and and that's the story it does you know it would be ridiculous for him to keep getting into all of this insanity and everything but it's also a movie that has its highs right at the beginning and then kind of becomes more normalized as the movie goes along and everything i don't know if that's a strike against it though no you're right uh, especially towards the end and in fact at the very very end in that fight between glass and uh, tom hardy's character 
they're exhausted. They're just wailing on each other. And you're tense because you know this is a life and death situation. They're not just going to like go to their corners at the end of this. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's so bloody and it's so everybody's getting stabbed over and over again. But, you know, Glass is like a survivor. And it's just, it's almost a slog at the end of this mm-hmm. because it's like somebody died. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a little too long. Yeah. And it does sag there in the middle and gets a little sleepy. That's interesting about the blowing of the wad. I think you're probably right. If that action set piece had been right in the middle of the movie or maybe right at the end of the like first act, so mm-hmm. 30 minutes in, I think it might have paced everything a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does sort of, it's, it wows you so much. And then you're like, oh, what's going to be next? What's going to be next? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, next? It also feels like one of those movies that when you start learning about what really happened, it's, it starts to, you know, like all the additions they threw mm-hmm, in here mm-hmm. start to feel like uh, you just kind of just threw that in there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he's got this Native American son. Yes. And, you know, that he's he now now he's got to be driven by revenge. When the, you know, the dude, well, the real dude was just like, I want to get my shit back. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And he did. I mean, he did certainly want to kill the dudes that left him for dead, yeah. but uh, he didn't need extra motivation. Right. And then he didn't need like a magical, like medicine man to yeah, it's heal all, and guide him. It's almost more badass if he doesn't have a reason. That's right? what yeah. I'm saying, man. The real story is more. But this dude fucking laid on maggots so they would eat the infection out of his wounds what do you think that feels like yeah would you do that i would just lay there and fucking die yeah Yeah. anyway i like um, the tom hardy performance here though that's my favorite it's outstanding it's that it's one of the it's one of the performances where you're just like how many voices does he have yeah Mm -hmm. he he inhabits i don't know if he's method or anything but he inhabits vocally he is at least i think I think. God, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it goes up against Nightcrawler, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, being a real fucking creepy badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this the first one? What year was this that uh, Nightcrawler came out? 2014. Is this the first time that we saw Jake Gyllenhaal? I guess it was Brokeback Mountain was the... You mean was like- where like he's actor and not just like sex symbol and like, you know, you know Clooney-esque type of guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was... I, this was an unexpected performance for me, yeah. Uh, for from him, um, but I thought he nailed it. I thought, I mean, I think he should do more like this. Um, I really liked this movie. I mm-hmm. got to it way late, um, but everybody is playing against type. Riz Ahmed is playing against type. I think even Bill Paxton is playing a little against type. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Rene, Rene Russo is playing Rene Russo. And she's she's a hard ass. Yeah, in this but she's been that before. Yeah, like Thomas Crown Affair pretty much set the bar for hard attitude well for her at least mm-hmm. um but uh lost my train of thought somebody take over <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie is super dark man you it's uh i mean it it goes to show like if you get just the wrong personality type and in a into a uh, business like this where you're trying to find the photos of the the most the sickening shit possible to put on to uh, a newscast and make money out of it and you get this kind of personality type, how cutthroat it is and how, uh, how, how far this guy is willing to, willing to go to start a business, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's cocky about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so confident that he can do this the best way that he's got that intensity of his eyes where it's like, yeah, this guy's going to do whatever 
he needs to do. I feel like the movie takes everybody to task for this, though. Like sure. the guy who shoots it, the the news lady who wants to put it on, and then all the fucking viewers who give him good ratings when they put it on. Like the mm. movie is calling out all of society for this being a problem in terms of the whole if it bleeds, it leads, you know, fantastical type of news. Yeah, uh, and if you watch the local news, I actually do pretty much every day. Every the first scene is is the most violent uh, story. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like the the hearings at the uh, the Capitol or something like yeah, that about right. marijuana laws or right. something or like that. Or the mayor's soccer opinion. <laughs> or, it's all that's all buried after the blood. And, yeah. and you're absolutely right. It doesn't uh, doesn't hold back on anybody on this. And it, you know it should fall on Rene Russo to say, you know, I won't pay for this. Yeah. Uh, and and he keeps you know dangling that these stories in front of him and in front of her and everything and she's like well i'll just i'll just uh agree to anything because these are such good pictures and so good so good video and all that and at some point you've got to be like okay you're you're going way too far mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pay for this anymore but we're doing so well in the ratings you know i've always found that especially troubling when they give you the warning warning some of these images may be disturbing yeah that's a that's a a code <laughs> That's a trigger, yeah. right? That's that basically one. saying you want to watch it. So yeah. It's like parental advisory or something like that. Yeah, you want to yeah, fucking yeah. watch it now, right? right. Well, it's the same with... Uh, uh, I'm going to anger people if I go on a tornado warning rant, am I, aren't I? <clears throat> I don't know. Remember when you were kids? Tornado watch. Mm-hmm. Conditions are favorable. Mm-hmm. Tornado warning. Some asshole on the ground has visibly spotted an actual fucking funnel cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not the way it is anymore. If there might be tornadoes, they start with a goddamn tornado warning. And then the, the, the local news is granted. They always defend by saying we save lives. Great. You probably do. I'm not saying you don't ever save lives, but you, you, you're like, oh, this might be some rotation in this. Let's wheel the zapper over here and look at the oh, wait, there's a, there's an arc cloud here. And if the arrow cloud catches up to it, then we're definitely going to have a tsunami. I just is think it, they go. What a is weird it, take. Well, I mean, is 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 that the way it is now? Because I thought I I thought it was still the same. Tornado watch was favorable conditions, and warning was that someone physically saw it. I I am I. But you are right. I might be talking out of my ass. But no, you are right in the fact that they get on to their like you know tornado two thousand. They want <laughs> you know. to be able to scare you with yeah. those headlines and those promos, and they show the the graphics. On the screen that show, well, there might be rotation here and might be that, you know, you're exactly right. I think they want to, if there, if there is a tornado watch, they want to make it a warning as soon as they can. Yeah. You know, by whatever they're saying. How many lightning strikes per hour? And I just think we've got too much information. We're using it. Okay, I know you're laughing, but I really feel like this is connected to the if it bleeds, it leads thing. If, sure, if, yeah, if, you want to get If the eyeballs. weather is scary, we're going to tell you about it ten times more than if there was no scary weather. Because True. we want your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. That's why we put up billboards that say our Doppler is better than the other channel's Doppler. And the Doppler is brought to you by Kroger you or something like that. Right? Yeah. You yeah. want money. You want money. Let's just be honest. Yes. That, uh, that uh, old George Carlin uh, thing. I love bad news. <laughs> <laughs> earthquake earthquake t- takes 7,000 lives. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so how do we vote on these? These are, these are two movies that I could probably stand to watch again uh, in a more recent fashion. I haven't seen both of these in a couple of years, probably. I, have, I appreciate both of them. 
I appreciate the Revenant. I appreciate the direction for sure. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy watching. It's weird to say I enjoy watching Nightcrawler more. Right. So I'm gonna vote for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably gonna go Nightcrawler as well. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna hem and haw for a bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I will go Nightcrawler as well. Um. Uh, with the ever-changing criteria that I'm allowed to change every time I want. This time, it happens to be that movie has more to say than The Revenant does. Uh, yeah, 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 that's more true. to be gleaned in talking about Nightcrawler than there is with The Revenant, so I'll go that. I gotcha. Uh, the final matchup of this North bracket is the four seed, the nice guys, versus the 13 seed, Annihilation. Holy cow! And I yeah. think this will probably be one of the easier ones for... Probably you two. Uh, I love the nice guys, though. I just, I think I, I really love Annihilation, and mm-hmm. I think you kind of, you like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, how do you feel about Annihilation? Conflicted. You did the sins script on it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Conflicted. It's some of the most gripping fucking nonsense I've ever seen. Uh huh. Mm. Like the last thirty minutes of this movie is just bonkers. Yes. And the movie as a whole does not really care how much you're keeping up. It's going to do what it's going to do. And you're either keeping up or you're not. That's true. um, The movie can be frustrating because of that. Mm. Um, I do. I would say I love Annihilation. Yes. Mm. But uh, not in a watch it all the time kind of way. Oh, really? I I think you can watch this movie in a lot of different ways. You can watch it as just like a literal representation of this journey. Uh, you can watch it metaphorically. You can watch it as an allegory for cancer or whatever it is. Like, uh, and then you can watch it as like a, like a sci-fi head fuck type of thing, especially towards that end. And I love all those different ways. I think the music at the end is some of the most weird and awesome score I've ever heard. Yeah. Because it, it, it straddles that line between music and noise. Um, and uh, very, very effectively, even more effectively, I think, than than sometimes um, Nolan's movies uh, blend noise and mm-hmm. music. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, my brother and I watched that movie together and we both came out of it and said, what the fuck was that? And then the next morning we both said, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's that kind of movie. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's not I don't I don't think it's the kind of movie you can watch once and know how you feel for sure. No, I agree. It kind of demands you take a second look at least. I forgot because when when we were talking about that, the score the first time when this came out, I was like, who did that? And it's uh, Jeff Barrow is one of the guys. uh, uh, Scott Salisbury was the other one. Or Ben Salisbury. And uh, one of them is from a band I love, uh, Portishead. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this movie. I love it a lot. It does not surprise me to learn that one of the guys from Portishead did the score for Annihilation. That actually fits. Yeah. Makes sense. It's been a long time since I've seen Annihilation. Mm. It's been it's been since it came out. Um, so it's one that needs to be in that second viewing mm-hmm. category for me. Uh, so this 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 matchup might have been a little unfair in, in the first place. I got you. Uh, so uh, and I liked Annihilation, but I'm with Jeremy on this one because I I didn't understand a lot mm-hmm. of that shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand it. I don't understand the Oscar Isaac shit that's in that movie. That that is more baffling than the Natalie Portman shit. Is the Oscar Isaac shit? I mean, are you talking about the very end? Uh, any scene with Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I don't think the affair is very important and just feels tacked on in some weird way. Yeah, I could see that. Um, acting's good, I guess. That, I think, that, I think that, it's that terrifying. Skeleton, that skeleton bear is... Yeah. Help me! Yeah. Well, and all, I mean, all of the Oscar Isaac stuff is terrifying to me. Like, that shit mm. always freaks me out, where you don't know... Like, somebody shows up, and they're not supposed to be there, and they act like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. That always freaks me out. Hmm. They, uh, this is going to be a wildly divergent thing that just came into my head here, but they, they, uh, Larry David was talking about, uh, a stint on Saturday night live where he was writing sketches. And, uh, so like there was, he wrote some sketches for this one show and, um, and he's, and it was like six or seven o'clock and he's like, well, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was Dick Ebersol or somebody at the time was like, we, we, do, we stayed throughout the entire evening on this particular night, like Tuesday mm. through Wednesday or something. We would say we're here for another 11 hours or something, 20 more hours. Or something. And he goes, I understand. He's like, I didn't understand why we, we've been doing this for like six weeks. We've been, we've got everything done. Everything's ready to go on the show. Why? I just left. And, uh, and then, so like, uh, he comes back and he finds out that all of his sketches are just, are shit canned. Hmm. And, um, and then, so he did, uh, he did some, I think he did some other sketch and, uh, and, uh, it was about to go on five minutes before they decided to cut it. And, uh, and he goes, and he apparently just before the show, he went into somebody's office. It's like, this is the worst fucking show there is on the planet. I'm fucking, I'm quitting. I'm leaving. I'm gone. And he goes home and, uh, and he talks to his, his, uh, neighbor who is, who's the actual Kramer guy that's oh, based yeah. on Seinfeld. Uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I just quit and everything. And, and the, the Kramer guy's like, well, you know, you're, you're throwing away like two years worth of salary doing this and everything. He's like, you know what you should do? Is you should go back in on Monday and like act nothing, like, you, like nothing it didn't happen. happen. <laughs> 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 wow. Which of course became a Seinfeld episode <laughs> with George. But like he did do this. He went back to Saturday Night Live the next day, talking to everybody beforehand, <laughs> and he went in. He sat at the table and everything, and 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 people were like, "Well, just like everybody had heard that you left, you quit." But then we sat there at the table, and Dick Ebersol was going around to everybody. What are you doing? What are you doing? When you got to Larry David, what are you doing? He's like, "Well, I think I'm working on something about acrobats or something." And then and, and he moved on to the next. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'll derail even further from that. Okay. Um, Patrick from Modern horror sent me a link a couple weeks ago to this huge oral history about the making of the island of dr moreau mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the val kilmer one yeah. Yeah, yeah um and the original director that story is fucking bonkers the oh, original director wait. was fired i'll send you the link it was fired like a week in and they ended up bringing on john frankenheimer frankenheimer <laughs> um but the, the the original director didn't go home he went into the woods and found a village and got drunk for like a month and was eating bugs. Oh, my and God. And then somebody came across him, snuck him back onto the set, and he put on an extras costume as one of the monsters, what? and he filmed on the movie for days <laughs> as an extra, wearing a, like a skeleton collar, a skikski. Insanity, oh. man. And like, apparently Val Kilmer was every bit the impossible asshole, and like, and like, uh... Brando? Brando was like kept coming up with all these ideas and apparently brando wanted at the very end to take off his character's hat and reveal a dolphin fin (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, it is insane that movie ever got made, wow. and it's a great story. I'll send you the link. Yeah, I definitely wow. want to read about that. Um. So anyway, <laughs> Annihilation goes up against the nice guys. Yeah. This shit is my jam. Yeah, this is one of the most... Is this the most rewatchable movie on the bracket? It's close. Ooh. It's definitely it's close. Up there. It's, it's one, up there. It's that and Locke and maybe Blind Spotting and may, a few others that I'm thinking about. I'm not, yeah. th- not thinking of right now, but this is one of those that you could watch to the end and then just start it back up again. Yep. Yep. That's, yep. How, that's how rewatchable this movie is. I think this is my favorite Shane Black uh, movie. It's mine for sure. Mm-hmm. And I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. And they're very similar. You could double feature them easy. But this one's better, in yeah. my opinion. It's, it, I, I, who knew Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling together would be comic magic? It's uh, genius. But, but they are. The scene where he first busts in and he's it's like give me your hand he's like no <laughs> just tell your doctor doctor you have a, a lateral fragment a fracture on your whatever whatever no he like breaks his finger from that scene on <laughs> the fucking bathroom scene just kills me why does he approach him in the first place because amelia thought he was one of the people sid hired like he was looking for amelia because her grandmother oh, hired oh okay okay to look for amelia right. and, and amelia hired russell crowe to tell everybody looking for her to back off i see so I he's see. beating her his ass for that reason but the, the scene in the bathroom when he's got the door open and <laughs> gosling's got a cigarette a gun and a magazine and he's trying to like juggle all three and then he's like turn around he tries to pull up his pants and russell crowe's like you know there's a mirror over here right? <laughs> <laughs> um it's just it's it's never not funny it's funny all the way through there's never a scene where it's not funny yep. yeah there's yep. that whole thing with the and stuff lo- i love oh where they she where the girl is told you know like look don't say and stuff just say the thing and be the be at the end of it and then they go to that porno party and the one girl says to her they made me do anal and stuff and she's like don't say and stuff just say you did anal <laughs> <laughs> And the whole, like, he's like, Russell Crowe finds him. He's like, why are you wet? He's like, well, I, I was in the pool. Why were you in the pool? I had to question the mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing while I was doing my job? He plays drunk so perfectly oh in my that God, scene. Because he he's wasted. And it's just like those little slurs that you would totally do if you yep. were hammered like yep. that. Ah, oh, it's so great. Mm, yeah. When he has that vision in the car. <laughs> and you don't know it's a vision, but Russell Crowe shows him the ankle gun. And then he's like, just take your hands off the wheel the car can drive itself and you're like what is this takes his hand off the wheel oh i didn't know the car could do that and russell crowe's like all of them can and then you hear this voice yeah you didn't know that where you been and it pans to the wide shot there's a giant ass bumblebee in the back seat and they're like you don't even walk or drive you fly everywhere bumble shut up and then then you realize and then they crash the car and you realize it was all a dream and then that shit comes back later when they're in a a mexican standoff and he drops and tries to take the angle gun off of russell crowe and russell Crow's like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, ankle gun. Did I dream that? He's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> My God, is he drunk or is he? Did he take some drugs? I, think, I get the impression it's a little of everything. Uh, okay, because yeah. he falls asleep in the middle of that Russell Crowe story. Yeah, yeah, I think it's mostly alcohol, but I think he does some other stuff. <laughs> who's the girl? Who's his daughter in that? Betsy Anjuri Rice. Betsy Brant. Betsy from Spider Man. Yeah, right? that's right. She's actually. She's better in this than I mean she's not given anything to do in Spider-Man movies but she's great in this. Um 
all the younger actors are. Even that kid who keeps trying to show him his dick for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to see my dick? <laughs> um, You've seen this movie a lot. Uh, I've seen this movie maybe. I mean, this is a put on in the background, and it's on right now on one of the movie channels. It's on rotation. Uh, Every time I pass it, I stop on that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like really that good. and Deja Vu make up 50% of my life is having those two movies on. <laughs> what is the quote about air? Like, uh, oh, well, they the, go the, to that protest. protest. He He's trying to t- take... Russell Crowe to Amelia, they go to this protest and the people all laying on the ground, dead, quote unquote, yeah, from the small. That's right. Oh, yeah. They're asking him, asking these questions and they're like, the air killed us. And Russell Crowe's like, what about the gas mask? Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't save you? <laughs> yeah, Nice Guys is so good. I'm definitely going to be picking that one. Uh, I definitely pick Nice Guys as well. I definitely pick Nice Guys too. And I'm definitely going to be watching it again, like maybe tonight. Sorry, Annihilation. Uh, yeah. You should have cast Ryan Gosling as a you funny man. <laughs> Alex Garland is not dead in this bracket, though. No, no, he's still got a he's got a whopper. He's got a big one. So the nice guys will be going up against Nightcrawler uh, in the second round. We ain't getting to that for a long time. <laughs> We've yeah. got three more first rounds to go, and that will be the it. that will be the first round for the North Region. I love these things. These I things do are too. So much fun. We need to do a bracket every year. Yeah, whatever it ends up yeah. being, we yeah. need to do one every year. I dig absolutely. Um, so what do you guys think? Uh, go to uh, Cinecast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter. We're on SoundCloud. We also have a Discord. If you want to get on Discord. You can go to our Reddit page, and there's a link on the right side there. Or you can go to the Facebook and uh, go to the private messages, and I'll give you a link there. Drop uh, the the. Yeah. Just Facebook. <laughs> That's right. Sin Week's coming up, by the way. Sin Week is coming up. Yay! Sweet! Yes! We have all sorts of activities planned. That's right. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be, if you're a member of our Patreon, you can sign up for any tier, and you can get access to live streaming, uh, live podcast, um, up to, f- what, five, six videos? Are there we will, releasing that? There will be, we think, five videos that week in total, two mm. for the public and mm. three that only Patreons get to see. Yeah. So you sign up at the lowest tier, watch Free Sins videos, mm-hmm. watch the panels we're going to do. If you can't make it here, you can still be part of the fun. That's right. Yeah. But that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll go on to another one of these uh, brackets next week. Um, but uh, that'll do it for this one. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sher. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. It's not funny, but it's just it's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All these corporate white dudes are just like menacingly looking at Denzel. Yeah. And they all <laughs> think they can take him, which is the craziest <laughs> thing. I don't that that's maybe one of my number one it's in the top ten of things that I don't get in action movies when you see somebody who's well above your class beating everybody up. And there's always these people who are like, yeah, I'm going to be the one that takes this guy down. And you're just like, man, no. So what were you saying? You were uh, the, uh, okay, so she wouldn't have made the switch. He would have felt something, yes, after a couple of minutes or so. I feel like if you've got that much morphine in your system, if that's really what happened. Yes. You would be like, 
you know what? I'm not really feeling this. Dude, it's intravenous. Like, have you ever had morphine at the hospital? Yes. That's the stuff typically, I mean, they, they do it with um, when they put you out. Mm-hmm. But that's the stuff of like count backwards and stuff like that, because yeah. then you'll start counting backwards and you'll feel the morphine within 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he would have felt something. Yeah, I feel like sure. I, especially the, the the amount they're saying happened. Yeah. Yeah. There would have been a situation where he's just like, whoa. Yeah. This is fucked up. Plus her immediate calculation of how long he's got to live. Yeah. <laughs> and that factoring into let's not even call the ambulance. Yeah. Let's concoct this brilliant plan within 10 seconds. Mm hmm uh and off like i go it, like he had been thinking about it for yeah. like all he may have but like yeah. he's been thinking about it all this time harlan thromby 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 i'm not the one that's seen it three times in the theater <laughs> don't look at me mm. harlan i just Thromby. know him as that guy from star trek six be you gave <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Admiral Admiral Chang. <laughs> <laughs> you are a good nurse. So yeah, there uh he's he like started writing the sequel yesterday. Well the uh, Lionsgate, I guess, has officially put it into product pre production or whatever. So God bless him, man. Mm-hmm. I do I don't think they're gonna do this, but I did love that idea I saw online that he might have a different accent and everything. Oh yeah, that's what Chris was saying. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. would be hilarious. Uh, I think it would be fucking great. I don't think that's what's gonna happen, but it might. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it was great. I'll see more. I'll watch more. You know, weirdly, I mean we're we're not gonna talk about the Oscars, but weirdly I found the Oscars very easy to watch this year. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple of times where I was like, What the fuck is happening? couple of acceptance speeches that wow uh, oh the like joaquin the, phoenix one man yeah joaquin yeah. phoenix i was like am i high right now <laughs> like what is going on i mean look <laughs> maybe he was I'm, I'm fine with i'm fine with activism but you just won an award for your acting there's no reason to go up there and make that your personal something about veal i think he's i think he was running out of causes because he won so many best actor awards this year mm, yeah <laughs> i'm serious every acceptance speech has been like he just won a, a week ago at something the baftas i think maybe. yeah 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 and like <clears throat> scolded the whole awards for not nominating enough people of color and women yeah. yeah like that was a that was a great you know acceptance speech thing but i think he you know i think he was He's like okay whales <laughs> plastic straws <laughs> those have all been covered mm-hmm Let's graphically speak about ripping calves from their mother's wombs. I asked for a junior bacon cheeseburger, and they gave me a fucking junior cheeseburger. God, it's not the same without the bacon. Fuck no. And then they put all weird mustard and ketchup and non-melty cheese and pickles on the the cheeseburger. Went to a shit Wendy's. Yeah. Wendy's, I mean, Wendy's almost the most hit or miss. Like, I can go to a McDonald's almost anywhere and Mm -hmm. get about the same quality of food. Mm -hmm. But I can go to a Wendy's, like... In Sumner County, awesome. It's fucking I go amazing. to Wendy's. I don't want to. I don't want to call out ne- towns and neighborhoods, <laughs> but there are towns and neighborhoods where I go to Wendy's. I might. I might get paper on my sandwich. That's true. Just wow. not, not very well run. That one in Hendersonville is fucking boss, dude. Oh, the one. Uh, I haven't been to a Wendy's in a while, but uh, the one that's uh, close to Hollywood Twenty Seven. Yeah, was, that was a hit or miss. Uh, that was a what? Hit or miss? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So is the one by Vandy on yeah, West, West End. End, which Vandy just bought. Oh, the one by the uh, the Barnes & Noble there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried everything except hypnotism. I did have a roommate that tried hypnotism and mm-hmm. helped him quit for about a day. 
And he quit his job and and uh, he, he <laughs> started going fishing. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. Did he go? Did he go back to work and start undrilling all the? I don't think I'm gonna go anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh oh! oh God. <laughs> will you will you please cut that? <laughs>